This is Making Her Magic, the podcast. One, two, three, four. A podcast to teach you how to actually adult in life. How to run a business. How to create a balanced mindset. How to create goals, habits, and routines to serve you the best way they possibly can. This is the best advice for the best version of you. Hi guys, welcome back to Making Her Magic, the podcast. I'm your host, Amy Phillips, and this episode, we are going to be talking about fulfillment and happiness. So fulfillment in your relationships, in your career, and in your life in general. Often, happiness and fulfillment are seen as some like elusive desire that's only really portrayed in the movies or in fairy tale endings, which can understandably make us feel less than or not capable of achieving such a life because it is only seen on the screens or in the books. To me, that is for one reason only, and that reason is that we only see fulfillment as having all of the things you desire instead of being all the things that you desire. Having and being are completely different things. You can have a car that makes you feel happy and successful, or you can just be happy and successful, you know, in your everyday life without the material goods. It's a state of mind. You are whatever you decide you are. And I personally find this concept so interesting. So let's dive deeper into that today. In society, we grow up being told what makes you happy and what doesn't. A stable job, a good partner, a house of your own, and attending family gatherings. But for some of us, some or even none of those things make us feel the slightest bit happy at all. So why are we being told that happiness and fulfillment is in this box that we don't all fit into? I have the greatest example with one of my good girlfriends. She was very successful in her career and did so much within the company that she worked for. Her salary was well into the six figures. She had her own house, a dog, and, you know, her own hobbies that she engaged in after hours and on the weekends. When 2020 hit, a lot changed for all of us, including her, and she decided to quit her job. She just left this company with no other job lined up with only the idea to travel wherever she could and, you know, experience things that she didn't get to in the past. Now, I should preface, she's not even 30 yet, so it's not like she's worked 40 years and decided to retire. You know, she's worked for about 10 years, let's say full time, before deciding, no, you know, this isn't what works for me right now. No matter what the role is or the pay or the benefits, I want to do something different, so that's what I'm going to do. Coming back to what society tells us, what makes us happy, quitting your six-figure job with no other prospects lined up is not one of them, hey? So, yet my friend, she's lived the most amazing 18 months or so exploring the country experiencing things that some of us will never get to experience because of the almost the scare tactics that our parents, our bosses or society in general have put on us about stability and, you know, following the way of the world and 
contributing the way that we quote-unquote should be. This is just one of the many, many examples of how all fulfillment and happiness aren't valued in the same way. This is why I encourage all of you to think outside of the box and think within yourself what truly makes you smile and feel alive. I get it. Not all of us can just quit our jobs and be okay with that. I understand that that can come with a lot of anxiety and external pressures and family pressures. But yeah, this is why I preach to look within. And if you're confident in your decision making, no matter what others say, you will feel 100% supported within yourself because you're standing there like, yep, I've made this decision. It's a right one for me at this time. And your, imp- your opinion is not important to me right now. And I think that's pretty powerful. Do you need to pick me up? The weekly magic update is for the lady who needs midweek motivation, accountability, and a self-care reminder straight to her inbox. You will receive a special message from myself every Wednesday, guaranteed to give you tangible tips and a fresh perspective. Subscribe by heading to makinghermagic.com, scroll down to subscribe to our newsletter, and enter your email address. See you there. So this all sounds good right now, but how do you get so confident within yourself and your decisions that no matter what you do, you feel supported and happy and fulfilled? This is probably not what you wanted to hear because it's not really a quick fix, but the key to do this, in my opinion, is practice and patience. If you can practice making small decisions for yourself and feeling good about those decisions, you can eventually make your way up to the bigger decisions in life, the ones that truly will make you feel fulfilled and be confident in doing so. As a side note, I think growing up in a society where we're told, you know, your your family helps you and they're your backbone and, you know, their opinion should matter to you because, you know, they're the ones that raised you and they're the ones that helped you get to where you are. So, any big life decisions, you know, you should incorporate your family members or, you know, your close friends. I personally think that's quite a toxic way of looking at an individual's life. Um, I feel like a lot of you probably listening have made decisions in your life based on the opinions of close family members or close friendships um, and even maybe your partner. And I think that just doesn't sit right for me. Like watching someone make a decision that might not sit well with them, but they just do it to make others happy. They're never going to be fulfilled and they're never going to feel that true happiness because they're not doing it for themselves and they're not living their life for themselves. They're living their life for someone else. And that other person is living their life through that person, if that makes sense. So I just want to put that out there. If you feel like you're in that position, I think this is a really good time to kind of reflect and think about that. Um, Those people who are closest to you, they're the people who should be supporting you no, no matter what. And if your decision is to do the opposite of what they think is best for you, they should still be standing there next to you supporting you, in my opinion anyway. 
A great exercise that I like to do not only to strengthen my decision-making muscle, but to trust my intuition is to sit in stillness and silence and just listen. So trusting your intuition is something that I'm going to be talking about a lot for the rest of this podcast because I think that is a huge part of your decision-making process. Um, A lot of us tap into our logical minds and kind of override our gut feelings or our intuition. And I think that our intuition is there for a reason and it needs to be listened to. And of course, there's going to be times where you're going to need to tap into that logical brain to make decisions you know, for yourself, but uh, practicing your intuition and tapping into it, I think is something that's super powerful and it can help you. It can almost help guide you. Like you have this inner guidance, this inner voice or inner feeling even that will take you somewhere that you just know you're meant to be and you can't explain it. I think that's some of the most awesome things have happened to me when I've done that personally, so I can't recommend it enough. So I want to try and help you tap into your intuition. So listening to the voice inside of you that's on your side is key. So not your ego, not the one who tells you to not make any sudden movements or not to screw up. If you can't practice the art of intuition, you can't really expect to feel fulfilled. So uh, this is one of my favorite exercises to do. I like to do this whenever I feel a bit stuck or if I feel a little bit unsure of what I need to do. And that is to pick up a book, whichever book you're drawn to, and open it up to a page. Wherever your eyes are drawn to on the page are words that you are needing to hear in this moment. This can seem a little bit funny if you've picked up like a Harry Potter book or something, but trust that whatever scenario the characters are in or what the chapter is called, that is what you are needing to notice in this moment. The thing with this exercise and the others I'm about to give you is that sometimes it can seem like the most random or unrelated thing to what's happening in your life at the moment, but this is where you strengthen your intuition the most and allow yourself to tap into the deeper parts of who you are and trust what you are seeing and what you're feeling. The next exercise that you can do is pick up an object. So perhaps it's one that you're wanting to buy at the shops or it's something you already have at home and try to tap into the energy and the mood of the object. And the key here is to I like to close my eyes and, you know, kind of hold the object with both hands and the feeling that I get immediately is how I relate to that object. Funnily enough, I kind of do this with my clients, my massage clients. So at the end of a massage, um, I finish with like the neck, um, their face up. I finish with the neck. Sometimes I do a bit of a head massage And then as I'm finishing up, I like to run my thumbs along the top of their forehead, you know, kind of from their brow line back to their hairline, just because it feels nice. Um, But in that moment, that like two seconds that it takes to do that, I intuitively feel what that person is feeling. And you might call me crazy, but this is the whole point of intuition. It's about tapping into what you feel and the energy that's being put off to you at that time. 
And so it's like a game that I play with myself and at the start of the massage, I'll like kind of guess what their energy is, like if they feel stressed or if they're like super excited or, you know, anything like that. And then at the end of the massage, I'll do that movement and then I'll tap into their energy and I'll be like, oh, I was right or oh, I was way off. Super funny. Anyway, I'm going off track. Um, I know this sounds a little bit more witchy than the last exercise where this is the one where I'm talking about holding an object, um, but this is something that is can be a little bit more advanced. As I said, like I can do it subconsciously sometimes, so the more that you practice it, um, the easier it will become and it won't like seem like a chore kind of thing. Um yeah, so I, I like to do this because I feel as though everything that we touch has an energy and a vibe that we can tap into and it can sometimes either heal or hurt us depending on where we are at in our lives and what we're needing in this moment. So if you feel as though like the trinket that your uncle got you from his holiday five years ago doesn't give you joy or it doesn't give off a good vibe anymore, it's okay to get rid of that object and you're not crazy for thinking that and it's not, you know, thinking that it's not the right energy anymore or that it just doesn't do anything for you. I talked about this in a separate podcast, but energy is everything and everywhere. So whatever your intuition is telling you about certain objects, learn to trust that and not to revert to just calling yourself crazy or an overthinker. I know these things might not feel like the conventional ways to get to complete happiness or fulfillment, but that's kind of the point. As I was saying at the start of the podcast, the norm that society has embedded in our minds to achieve these things isn't exactly right for a lot of us. So if intuition and trusting yourself are things that you are completely new to, maybe this is a good change for you. You can use this as an experiment on yourself and if you're ready to make the big changes in your life, things are going to work out the way they're meant to. And you'll know this because, again, after practicing trusting your intuition, the deep feeling that you get in your gut or your mind will tell you when things feel right, even if they might not be in, you know, on your radar at the moment or in the plan that you had for yourself. I am the perfect perfect example of this right now, falling pregnant at a time where I didn't see myself starting a family just yet, but the feeling I had when I found out was so calm. It was like I always knew this is what was meant to happen, even though like my logical mind did not think it was meant to happen that way. My, you know, my deeper feeling, my intuition knew it was meant to happen. It's the feeling of being guided by your own intuition that you begin to recognize and follow, which can lead to some pretty amazing opportunities and experiences. So if there's anything that you take from this episode, it's to trust yourself. Because trusting yourself leads to better decision making and a happier, more fulfilled outlook on yourself and your life. Remember, you are the only one who gets to to decide what you feel. So you can start by doing something as simple as opening up a book or picking up an object and tapping into your intuition. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please share it with a friend so they too can benefit from the words that you have. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. I'll talk to you next week.